that is the first step is to see the patterns say is this pattern working for me right now and if it's not then expand the container uh, expanding the container allows there to be possibility and breath and in the realm of possibility there is the divine and when that spark of the divine of possibility beyond what you know comes into a direct experience you start to experience dharma Welcome to the Solace and Shine podcast. This podcast is part of an online community at solaceandshine.ca. It is a platform for those yearning to remember their true purpose. We are coming to you from Ishtadev Niwas Ashram in the Purcell Mountains of beautiful British Columbia, Canada, within the unceded territory of the Tanaha Nation. The Solace and Shine podcast dives into teachings from the soul's ancestral roots. The teachings are here so that we may embrace the human experience and live it with beauty, courage, and creativity. These teachings will make you want to lean in and shine wholeheartedly together in community. Allow me to introduce to you our host and guide, Sanyasi Shivani. Shivani has worked as a medium and a spiritual teacher for the last 20 plus years. Through her dedicated practice as a renunciant and a teacher of yoga, she guides community through all aspects of living and embodying spirit through foundations of love, service, yoga ecology, and elevated esoteric teachings. Are you ready to embody your light? Welcome to the Solace and Shine podcast. Narayan, and hello again, it's Chaitanya, a longtime student here at Ishtadev Niwas Ashram. What if we could experience this earth as the animals do, totally in the moment? And, and what if we could experience this earth totally in the moment from a place of trust and unconditional love, feeling completely supported? What if there is a whole perception out there of living in the moment, feelings fully supported, fully in trust, and fully in love? What would be the possibilities? Perhaps a heaven on earth? I think so. I've seen glimpses, and it's all in our minds. The more I do my work and take responsibility for my karmic patterns, the more I slow down, the more love comes in, and I get glimpses of that innate joy that we have all heard of. Innate joy that we as spirits are here experiencing body and mind and exploring this earth, drinking in our breath, immersing ourselves in the environment around us. It is good, good reason to do our work. Some moments are not easy to digest, but when we do the work and breathe through the tough moments and allow ourselves to heal, it's worth it because life gets wider and softer, more expansive and more beautiful than we could have ever imagined. Enjoy this beautiful Karma to Dharma lecture from 2020. You might want to listen to it a couple of times. It is definitely beneficial. Namona Ryan. Namona Ryan. Uh, welcome to Karma to Dharma. This is our first um, 
it's 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 our first lecture video lecture audio lecture whichever way you're you're connecting to this um i'm super excited i wanted to start right at the beginning because we haven't had an opportunity for a whole bunch of questions to feed off yet uh so i wanted to talk to you about karma and dharma uh surprise surprise right um it's these two terms that get like sort of thrown around a lot. And um, I wanted to just get sort of clear on our common terminology so that when we're discussing it in the forum or we're discussing it um, uh, together, if you're here this year at NUAS, that we can um, be on, just be on the same page, basically. Okay. Uh, and of course, if this lecture stimulates conversa uh, conversation and questions on the forum, I want to hear from you uh, so that we can address them, so that we can, we can let, it, let, let it build forward. Um, okay, so karma. Karma, uh, cause and effect. Uh, you can't get away from karma, okay? You've got karma coming from three different places. Um, you've got karma from past lives, right? Your soul's past lives. And the karmas that are coming down the, these pipelines, um, you can't get away from. But what you can do is in this moment, right here, as they're coming down the pipeline, your response to that is either going to digest and diminish the karma or it's going to perpetuate the cycle of the karma. And so this moment is, is, is our most empowered uh, opportunity, is right here, right now, this one. Um, <laughs> and and we, can't, we can't do anything about what's coming down the pipeline. We can't, you know, I mean, there are, there are frequencies of souls like Shuswami Ji and, and that, that can manipulate karma and take somebody's karma. And, but it, has, it always has to be digested. If you, if you receive the grace from a Mahatma where they have taken some of your karma, you, they are going to have to digest that karma. It may come through them in a... Um, like there's a there, there's a story of Alma and this this guy wanted to try and kill her um, and so he put some poison in some milk and it's of course it's a very uh, auspicious thing to offer a Mahatma a glass of milk for their nourishment and of course Alma being omnipresent and omnipotent knew uh, that there was poison in this milk and the poison would have killed her um, but of course her frequency she took it as not to reject the man because the divine will never reject uh, what is being offered. Um, it's just going to create karma. So she took it and she drank it, but instead of it killing her, she just got this like crazy fever and got really, really sick um, for a while and then, and then recovered. So the Mahatmas, they're able to digest karma at a frequency where you get a cold instead of the flu. Uh, you get laryngitis instead of instead of throat cancer. You know, like like they ha they still have to digest the karmas, but they don't necessarily because they're not identified with it. Uh, it doesn't take hold and and take over their reality like it would do in our reality because we're so identified to the practices, to the to the karma, to the actions. So 
we have karma from our past lives. We have karma from the land where we live. So right now I am have left my New Zealand karma and I am now digesting my uh, the karma of living in Canada and the Tanaha territory um, and the karma of our families. Right. I mean, we all know we can all look at the, the generations before us of our parents, our grandparents, our great grandparents. and We can see patterns of of um, see patterns and traits that, that go from one to the other, whether it's the shadow of, you know, alcoholism or abuse or suffering or mental health or anything like that or illnesses, um, heart attacks, breast cancer, you know, these things that have been proven to be genetically passed down um, or whether it's a, a love of food or, or a kindness or, or an affiliation for bird watching or, you know, we, we have these things that get passed down from one to another. And those are our family karmas. So it's these three different pies that we have that we are in this lifetime needing to digest. If we don't digest it, it will go to the next lifetime or to the next um, person in the generation. So it's seven generations forward and seven generations back or seven lifetimes back and seven lifetimes forward. We, we need to take responsibility for our life right now, this life. And in taking responsibility for where we're at in our process of refinement and of realization and of fulfillment as, as souls having a human experience, we become incredibly empowered to choose right um and it's and it's here that i think we have the the free will if if i'm going to go on that on that path free will we think we have free will in our actions um but i don't think we do uh i think we have we have fate we have karma that has to that has to be digested and people would almost say that you have free will in the way that you respond but i think the the way we respond to things is so conditioned and so shrouded in uh mystery and in ignorance um being in the way the planets are affecting us and in in what our astrology is in what our karmas are um we're so ignorant to the to the refinement to we're, we're so ignorant to the what am i trying to say uh to the details that it's very hard to know what is right action sometimes and so really what at where our free will comes into is the courage to purify it's it's the courage to do the work that i feel is kind of the limitation to our free will we don't really have a lot of free will uh but we do have the sincerity of the soul and the sincerity of our soul to be the best that we can be the sincerity of the soul to uh live to our fullest potential and and all of you I'm speaking to you, the people in the Karma to Dharma uh, course, because you've already committed to it. You've already committed to living to your fullest potential. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. So, of course, it doesn't go for everybody in the world because they're at different levels and states of consciousness that they're not even awake enough to know 
that they have to do the work in order for the light to come in or the light to be revealed, depending on which perspective you're, you're holding in this moment. So we have this karma and the karma comes through the Vijnanamaya Kosha. The Vijnanamaya Kosha holds the archetypes that are beyond the ego, right? Our karmas are collective and they get filtered through the perfection of our own facet of our own face within the diamond of our own perspective but the karmas are collective and the these these karmas these um patterns they come through the mind and they manifest because of identification okay so they're going to come through Right, they come through the mind and then they manifest through the emotions, which is Swadhisthana Chakra, right? Which is the Pranamaya Kosha, which is where this is where the samskaras come through. The samskaras are the impressions. So if you think of yourself like you have a uh, you're a, a block of uh, pound of butter, okay, and you are a, a pound of butter. No matter what shape that butter takes on, you are still a pound of butter. But when you take a like a handprint with the uniqueness of your fingerprints and you push it into that pound of butter when you look at the pound of butter you no longer see the pound of butter you're seeing the imprint and that imprint is the samskar that's the impression that you are identifying with you are seeing the impression you no longer really take into consideration the butter you're taking into consideration the shape the depth the solidity of the impression and then you create a belief about it that is shivani's handprint that is a belief that you identify with now the impulse or the vasana is the 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 drive or the desire to prove that samskara correct which means you're innately going to want to put your hand over that imprint to see if your hand fits, or I will put my hand on it to confirm that that is my handprint. That impulse to prove a samskara to be true rather than to be an opinion or something temporary, that impulse creates more karma. Um, because that impulse has been identified with a belief. So when we start to want to come from out of this, this perpetual tornado of karma, right? Cause and effect, cause and effect, cause and effect. Identification with the emotion and tracing that emotion to the belief is the main practice okay so you experience something in your day the experience makes you feel really good you get some great news something fun's going to happen you get all elated right the identification with that uh with your elatedness I don't know if that's even a word but your identification with that high right and how you let that propel your actions that is creating karma because what comes up 
must come down. Similarly, when you have uh, some bad news or something uh, that is not pleasant comes into your awareness, or you experience something that's not pleasant, the emotion that you identify with, you're grumpy, you're sad, you're angry, and then the words that you speak from that energy, and then that, all that propulsion, that identification with the emotion also creates karma. So we always, 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 when we're looking to do this work, have to see where in our life we are going from negative, which is identification with the down, to the positive, which is identification with the up, to the neutral, which is the transcending of the identification of the dualistic state. That does not mean that you do not experience sadness or anger. It does not mean that you don't experience joy or elation. What it does mean that in the moment of those experiences, not in hindsight, because hindsight's 2020, but in the moment of those experiences, you have enough breath enough pause, enough sattva to witness the emotion instead of identifying with it. And witnessing the emotion allows it to move through without getting whipped around for another experience of it, okay? And that disempowers the force of the action and when you disempower a force going in one direction, it doesn't have enough force to come back and slap you in the other direction. So you've shifted the karmic perpetuation of cause and effect. So we practice this in ashram in karma yoga, where we're, at, we're experiencing our actions but without the identification of the fruits of those actions. So we're like full heart, full engagement, full effort to do the very best that we can, but we're not expecting, we're not identified with effort, right? And it goes both ways. So, Karma, I've totally lost my train of thought. Sorry about that. That would have been the child trying to walk through the lecture after being asked not to walk through the house while I'm trying to record this. And that would bring up a specific emotion in me, which would create a specific belief that would <laughs> create the karma. Nobody's above it, people. Nobody's above it. So we're practicing karma yoga in the ashram so that we can experience being fully engaged and fully participatory in the human experience without the identification with the actions, without the identification of the emotions that come up while we're in action. And that empowers us to start to bring these skills out into the world. It's really hard. It's a skill. It's a practice. It's a science. Because our egos are so wrapped up in 
our actions and it's our ego's desires that creates the karma. Remember, Swadhisthan Chakra is where the desires come through. It's, that is the, where the samskaras come through as well. So these samskaras, these impressions come through this filter of desire and that creates a reaction, an emotional reaction that we then identify with. So this is the karma, right? The karma is the cause and effect. The samskara is the impression. The vasana is the impulse to prove the samskara to be true rather than it being an opinion, right? So think of some hardcore beliefs you have, right? What's a belief that you have, okay? Um, I believe I'm a woman would be one. I mean, I don't really, but work with me, right? I believe I'm a woman. I believe I'm a mother, okay? The belief, what if that was an opinion? rather than a belief how would that change the frequency of it what would that feel like what would that uh what would that create what experience would that create in you if you looked at some of these beliefs i'm a healer i am uh, unlovable i am a good person i am not a good person i am feisty i am you know like if you believe all of these things so what happens if you take them out of the realm of belief and you put them in the in the realm of opinion you get a bigger container and that is the first step is to see the patterns say, is this pattern working for me right now? And if it's not, then expand the container. Uh, expanding the container allows there to be possibility and breath. And in the realm of possibility, there is the divine. And when that spark of the divine of possibility beyond what you know, comes into a direct experience, you start to experience Dharma. Now, there's some beautiful quotes that I have of Swami Naranjan that I want to share with you about Dharma. Okay. Uh, Dharma is the constant effort to channel divine energy into our lives. Okay. This is the process of Dharma constant effort to channel divine energy into our lives. So we're taking this dualistic human experience and we're constantly wanting to bring in the frequency of the divine. Now, how do we do this? Well, one of the main ways that we practice it, that we uh, teach it, that we live it here at Niwas is of course, uh, mantra right, is, is a constant awareness. Because if you have that constant awareness on the divine of the frequency of Sanskrit, which is the possibility, you don't come into reaction with the experience in this moment. The, the mind's energy that is diverted out of identification which stops the reaction, comes into response. And response can have the quality of karma. Reaction has the quality of karma. So 
we're wanting to create space. We're wanting to create possibility. We're wanting to create a thread of divine awareness through every moment of every day. And that is how we move out of the identification of karma and creation of karma into a life of dharma. There's a Sufi saying, Sufi saying, love saying that. Uh, if you shake a flower, the vibrations are felt by the further star. If you shake a flower, the vibrations are felt by the further star. And this, of course, comes into the teaching of Atma Bhav, which is the divine law of dharma, is that everything is part of a whole. Nothing is separated from the whole. So we need to expand through the gunas the qualities from karma into dharma. Now, what does that look like? Um, the innate quality of tamas or inertia in relation to karma and dharma is that tamas uh, wants to be superior. Okay, it wants, it wants to be superior over animals, wants to be superior over other humans. It thinks the world revolves around it. It's narcissistic. Um, and that's, that's the nature of Thomas, right? I mean, I'm sure you can think of people in our culture that um, have this mm, perspective on life, that they are superior, that they are above the law, that they're above uh, the common people, that they're above other cultures, that they're above, you know, there's, this is tamasic, okay? This is, this is ah-dharmic. Ah-dharmic means not in dharma, okay? But you can only come into dharma once you can see ah-dharmic, right? So in the ah-dharma, it's also part of the whole. Okay, because if you think you're above a dharma, <laughs> you're just back in the tamasic of being superior to the tamas. We're not superior to the tamas, okay? Um, the nature of rajas in relation to this is uh, dominance, right? Is, is to have power over. Um, you know, the, 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 the practices of farming is, is very domineering right it's it's um your kid can stay your kid can't this is bread here this is not bread here it's 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 very you're you're dominated you're not uh coexisting um that has been the nature of our human experience with nature is we're dominant we will take the trees if we want them that we will take the minerals from the ground if we want them we're dominant over nature to a fault um, and so this is the rajasic nature. The sattvic nature of dharma is to recognize your place in a bigger picture. You might not have the big picture, but just the awareness of the understanding that you are part of a bigger picture, that the person next to you is part of a bigger picture, is uh, is that expansion, is that expanding the container, that everybody 
has their place and everybody is moving through their cycles of karma and of identification and that it's all perfect for the collective ascension of consciousness okay um dharma is the essence of the thing which makes it what it is okay dharma is the essence of the thing that makes it what it is so if you look at that in terms of uh if you look at that in terms of the elements right it is the dharma of fire to burn it is the dharma of water to flow it is the dharma of a scorpion to sting it is the dharma of um air to blow the dharma of the human is the soul okay so the dharma of the human is the soul and there's a um a, a quote from swami shivananda that says Dharma is that which leads you to the path of perfection and glory. It brings us, it brings as its consequence happiness both in this world and in the next. Dharma is that which helps you have direct communion with the Lord. If you transgress, it will kill you. If you protect it, it will protect you. It is your sole companion after death and soul refuge of humanity. That is from Swami Shivananda. Okay. So Dharma is the great irrevocable law which binds us together. And Dharma is birthed from Satya, which means truth. Okay. So karma is born out of ignorance and Dharma is born out of truth. Okay. So the dharma is our connection to the essence from within the worldly dimension okay dharma is our connection to the essence of nature of our innate being from within the worldly dimension and I say that because if you, the, 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 the dharma of fire is to burn, um, but the tatwa of fire, which transcends this worldly dimension, the tatwa of fire um, does not burn. It transforms, right? So um, dharma is, is within this worldly dimension but it's the connection to the essence or to the immortal or to the uh um transcendent nature from within this worldly experience okay um anything to that is dharmic leads you, leads you to realization of your fullest potential of living a life that transcends the duality of Ragadeshwa, likes and dislikes, um, pain and joy, you know, transcends these things. That is the, the home of realization. And 
dharma is anything that gets you close, closer to that. So that is really interesting because dharma is as unique to each of us as our fingerprints. Okay, and so we have to get really inquisitive because until we are expanded out of a certain state of ignorance of the perpetual karma that we have identified with, it's very challenging to know what is the dharma. And this is why in my direct experience, I am very grateful to have inspirations like Sri Swamiji and Swami Satsangi, where they have their containers so expanded, so much more of the bigger picture than I personally do, um, that they are able to see the patterns of karma and they are able to see the thread of dharma that goes through those and then give that guidance or that encouragement or the sadhana to help you connect to that frequency of dharma within your uh, within your particular experience of karma i'm hoping this is making sense it's very hard on video because i can't see your faces squinting at me like what um nor can you ask questions in the moment. So I hope y'all, somebody's taking no notes so that they can write their questions in the forum um, under this, under this lecture. Okay. So this is why there's many paths and one truth, many paths and one truth. There is a difference to me between many paths and one truth and a free for all when it comes to spiritual living. And the reason for that is because a lot of times when we are declaring, you know, well, this is my dharma, this is my dharma, this is my dharma, and it may be, and I trust the map of the last 5,000 years because our consciousness, our souls, have are not different now to when they were 5,000 years ago. Um, consciousness as a whole is, is not, is not different. So the map that has been brought forth by in the Vedas, by the Rishis, um, is more of what I would trust and bounce my experience of when trying to discern my own Dharma than me just feeling like this is the best thing for me um, because the feeling of that this is the best thing for you um, sometimes is born out of desire and sometimes the desire can be very tricky as to whether it's protecting you within a wound or liberating you and and this this is the process of unfurling inside of us and this is why people who want a spiritual life uh we all need teachers we all need guides and and eventually hopefully we all need uh, a guru and 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 no I, I i understand that in the traditional sense of um of the word guru you can have a guru is a teacher um i do not personally prescribe when i say guru i do not mean teacher 
I mean a being that has an expanded level of awareness that can see the karmas and can guide to that level of development. Not a teacher who, like myself, who knows the teachings but can, does not have that uh, expanded state of awareness like Swami Satsangi or Swami Naranjan does. To me, there is a difference between a teacher and a guru. I do understand that in the Indian sense of the word guru, it can also refer to any kind of teacher. Um, but for the purpose of karma to dharma and anything to do with niwas and anything to do with me, uh, let's just go with guru is enlightened, teacher is holding the teachings. Um, and, and is still, is still human. Right. Uh, so yeah. So Dharma is the thread and the essence of who you are. Dharma is that frequency of your connection to the divine. And so karma to dharma is in the next nine months. I'm really interested in the ways you're going to be able to directly experience, not just learn, but experience bringing more consciously that thread of the divine through your everyday life so that you can start expanding that container out of reaction and bringing it into response, coming from the response into the non-identification with your reality while still being fully participatory within your reality. And it's just such this dance that becomes life. And it's challenging because people are brought into our lives that violently bring responses and reactions out of you that it's, it's come out before you even realize something's happening. And that is nothing but a point of opportunity. Um, those moments where you react feverishly, uh, is the point of opportunity for growth. And that's all I want to see. I want you to see those parts of yourselves, not as something to be reprimanded or gotten rid of or needs transforming or, you know, rejection, ahimsa, ahimsa, ahimsa. Relax. There are points of opportunity for growth. And that means that our lives need to get a little simpler. They need to slow down a little bit. We have to start to become aware, more acutely aware of what is feeding us, what is feeding us in our eyes, what is feeding us in our ears, what is feeding us uh, in our souls. You know, what kind of movies are we watching? What music are we listening to? Um, what quality of, of pranic food are we having? What kind of conversations are we engaging in? right? Because all of those qualities are connected to Vishuddhi Chakra, which is the home of truth. And as I've said, Dharma is born out of Satya, which is truth. So Vishuddhi Chakra being at the throat, which is, is this, um, this ability to, to feed ourselves through vibration, 
is of course mirrored in Swadastan, which is where the karmas come through into this worldly dimension. The whole thing is such a tapestry of just intricate perfection. Think of the think of the level of consciousness that could design the interconnected weaving of ecology from the microbes in the soil to the animals, to the frequency of the trees, to the planetary influences, to the human experience. If there is one paramatma, one energy that is the mastermind behind all of that interconnectivity. Um, I bow myself to thee and want to experience my part of it, not my domination over it. Um, and, and so this is, this is it. Here we go. Um, I would love to uh, hear your questions. Let's start a discussion um, in the comments section underneath this. So if you've got a question, start a new thread. If you're responding to somebody else's question or you're having a discussion, just keep replying. Um, this is really... This is, I'm really excited. I, this is a dream come true to um, share with all of you uh, this fierce commitment to a divine life within our crazy Western world. Come on, Narayan. Here we go. Thank you for joining us in our Solace and Shine podcast. If you liked this episode, please subscribe, rate, and share it. We would love to hear what inspired you. And if you have any questions or topics that you would like for us to explore, please leave a note in the comments. Also, if you would like a daily dose of connection and raising of your frequency, join us on We Are, our online community. You can find the link in the podcast description. Follow the link and you will receive two weeks for free. See you soon. And don't forget, soften and expand.